It's Friday, August 26. I'm Pam Jones. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Wes Moore says he welcomes a debate with the Republican opponent ahead of November's midterm election. President Joe Biden paid a visit to Maryland last night to rally Democrats. As schools open across Maryland Monday, the Baltimore County Teachers Union has put off a contract vote to boost salaries. At a city council hearing last night, public school leaders and local agency officials gathered to come up with solutions for tackling violent crime. And we'll have a report on what city officials plan to do about the rising number of carjackings. It's the Daily Dose from WIPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. With 74 days until Election Day, the Democrat and Republican nominees for governor both say they are eager for the chance to debate. WIPR's Rachel Bay has more. In a statement released yesterday, Republican Dan Cox accused Democrat Wes Moore of avoiding debates with him. Moore said today at an event in Baltimore that that's simply not true. I know our teams are in touch and we're in touch with networks to be able to make it happen, but I'm very excited to be able to have a chance to, uh, to stand you know, toe-to-toe with my opponent to talk about you know, our vision and values and where we see the future of the state is in contrast to his vision. Meanwhile, a spokeswoman for Cox says the Republican welcomes the chance to debate more as long as the debate is held live and in person, not virtually, and as long as Cox can fit it into his busy schedule. Details about the debates are still being worked out. Rachel Bay, WYPR News. President Joe Biden rallied Democrats at Richard Montgomery High School in Rockville last night. WAMU's Callan Tansel Suddeth was there and shared this report with WYPR. 73 days ahead of the midterm elections, Biden threw his support behind Wes Moore for Maryland governor. He used his speech as an opportunity to encourage supporters in the PAC gymnasium to remain enthusiastic. I believe America's at a genuine inflection point. It occurs every six or seven generations of world history. One of the moments that changes everything. And Americans are going to have to choose. You must choose. Will we be a country that moves forward or backward? While Democrats outnumber Republicans in Maryland, and by a large margin in Montgomery County specifically, Moore said he isn't just looking to win over members of his own party. This is a time for all Marylanders to rally around a future not based in lies and conspiracy theories, but one that's based in optimism, concrete proposals, and collective progress. And when people ask me, well, how do you think you can do this? How do you think in this kind of climate that you can actually bring people together? My answer is this. It's how I've always led. Moore will face Donald Trump-endorsed Dan Cox in November. For WAMU, I'm Callan Tansel Suddeth. The union that represents teachers in Baltimore County is putting off a vote on a contract that would increase salaries by an average of 8%. The reason is that the school board, the county executive, and the county council are in a food fight over how to pay for it. WIPR's John Lee has that story. 
The money for the teacher pay raises is not in the school system's budget. County Executive Johnny Oshevsky nixed the school board's request to pay for the first year of the raises by transferring $50 million from its reserves. Oshevsky called that fiscally irresponsible because it doesn't spell out where the money will come from in future years. Union President Cindy Sexton says because of that uncertainty, they're putting off having the membership vote on the contract. She says the union wants answers by the school board's next meeting, September 13th. So that is our next line in the sand. We've waited long enough to hear what's going to happen. Oshevsky says he wants to see a five-year plan from the school system, and board chair Julie Hen says discussions are ongoing. John Lee, WIPR News. Baltimore Catholic school teachers are getting prepared for the start of the new school year. More than 1,100 Catholic school educators attended a school convocation for the first time since the pandemic started. The annual Catholic schools convocation also recognizes outstanding teachers and shares information with educators for the upcoming academic year. At a city council hearing Thursday night, leaders from Baltimore City Public Schools and local agencies gathered to discuss how to tackle school violence and safety this year. WIPR's education reporter, Shekana Collier, reports. Last school year, there was a 20% increase in student suspensions in city schools. School officials said this is an issue school districts across the country face when students returned after almost two years of virtual learning. Director of the Mayor's Office of Neighborhood Safety and Engagement, Shante Jackson, said the office will partner with city schools to pilot violence intervention programs at three high schools. So that we are promoting healthy conflict transformation and mediation skills in those schools and also changing those schools' communities norms about the perception and the acceptability of violence. City schools will also take a holistic approach by focusing on relationship building, conflict resolution, and more extracurricular activities. Jakina Collier, WIPR News. City police continued to search for the suspects who shot a group of men in northwest Baltimore, killing one and wounding six others. Surveillance video of the Wednesday afternoon shooting shows the moment when a silver Lexus stopped and two suspects opened fire at Shirley and Park Heights Avenues. The victim who died was 22 years old, and the oldest victim is a 70-year-old man who is listed in stable condition. Four of the victims are in critical condition, and the condition of the fifth survivor is unknown. According to the State Department of Health, the latest round of new coronavirus infections since Thursday are just above 1,200, and the seven-day rolling average positivity rate, although slightly lower, still remains above 11 percent. More than 500 Marylanders are currently receiving hospital treatment for COVID-19. Carjackings in Baltimore City are up nearly 50 percent from this time in the two previous years, and police say the majority of those committing the crimes are juveniles, some of them not even old enough to drive. WIPR's Bethany Raja reports city leaders are working to curtail the problem. By the end of July in Baltimore, there were 383 reported carjackings, according to the Baltimore Police Department. 
At the same time, in 2021, there were 261 carjackings, and in 2020, there were 259. Baltimore Police Colonel Richard Worley said BPD has arrested 36 people between the ages of 14 and 16, but not all those who are arrested for carjacking are juveniles. The majority of them do not have a driver's license, but that's that's the minor offense. The offense is that you're using guns to make these carjackings. Worley said some of the carjackings have led to violence and even murder. Careful not to call them gangs, he said groups of juveniles meet at school and on social media, and their crimes start small but escalate. The department works with the Regional Auto Theft Task Force, Baltimore County, and the FBI on these cases. Usually what happens once we make a couple arrests, we're able to, to quash the, the pattern and, and move on. Um, and then it's up to the prosecution strategy for that. BPD has also seen repeat offenders, according to Worley. When carjackings happen, Worley said the 911 call center makes a citywide broadcast and officers immediately begin looking for the car. We have technological advances that we can look where we can try to, to track the vehicle and see where the vehicle is going. Um, um, we, we use technology to our best advantage and we use our helicopter. Worley said he believes the reason for the increase in carjackings this year is because people are not at home due to the pandemic as much as they were the last two years. In Baltimore County, there hasn't been an increase in carjackings this year. Baltimore County Police Sergeant Brendan Duker said there have been just 64 so far, which is on par for years past. Duker is a member of the department's unit solely dedicated to working on carjackings. The unit came into effect in 2018 and consists of five detectives and one sergeant. The county also works with the Regional Auto Theft Task Force. This is not just a nine-to-five job. Um, you know, so obviously carjackings happen at odd times of the day and the night. Um, so they're uh, they're dedicated and willing to come in all hours of the time of the night to uh, do the best they can and uh, make sure we're proactively investigating these cases. And um, uh, honestly, it's a uh, our our success is uh, definitely attributed to them. To prevent carjackings, both officers said you should be aware of your surroundings, park in lighted areas, and not spend any extra time in your vehicle. People feel like a sense of uh, security inside their vehicles. They, they take the time to uh, you know, check social media and other um, cell phone device, cellular devices. So the less uh, time we can be distracted inside of our vehicles is uh, great. Due to the increase, City Council Member Odette Ramos said the city has beefed up patrols where carjackings are occurring the most, but that's not all officials are working on to curtail the problem. Right now we've got requests for lights on Keswick Road and requests for lights in parts of Waverly and we've got requests for lights in Admiral Gardens and then some in shops. There's also a plan to make changes to city streets in order to prevent carjackings. One of the other strategies is around trimming back trees and uh, getting additional lighting, whether it's cafe lighting or whether it's something else, you know, get those well-lit areas back. Ramos said these aren't new strategies, but they've worked previously in other parts of the city. Ramos said this approach takes a lot of time and effort, but she thinks it will be beneficial for Baltimore. Bethany Raja, WYPR News. We cover the news of the day here on The Daily Dose, but it's also a platform for listeners like you. Got a thought or a story you want to share about life in the era of coronavirus? Leave us a voicemail to play on an upcoming episode. The number, 410-235-6060. We've also got a button on the WYPR app, so you can record a voice memo that way, too. Just tap Daily Dose comments on the app or give us a call. The number again, 410 410- 
235-6060. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, Shekinah Collier, Bethany Raja, John Lee, Joel McCord, and Kristen Mossbrugger. Our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter at That's Pam Jones. So remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for listening.